Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to futureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, you just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. program express yourself we're a show by for and with creative young people a platform to give teens a voice right here on the voice america kids network express yourself is produced by star style productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the be the star you are charity i'm young juan and i'm caitlin darrow and we're your teen host for today hurricane sandy brushed me by here in new jersey last month and thankfully we weren't hit too badly President Obama actually came to a local beach to observe the damage. We're all so grateful, though, that everything's going to be all right. Wow, Kaylin, that was really scary. I remember watching it on the news and in newspapers everywhere. It was a huge headline, but I'm really safe that you're safe and that you're able to come on our program and that I'm, I know you had a few days of school off, so that must have been slightly a plus. But you did lose electricity and the trees did get like flattened down so that was really scary and but welcome back and we are glad that you're safe oh thank you so much you know hurricanes are definitely acts of god and i'm actually going to be talking about pet safety today during you know a natural disaster and you know how you can keep your pets safe not only you safe but also your animals so as our show is focusing on acts of dog it'll be going along with the topic We'll be talking to a compassionate artist who's painted over 5,500 shelter puppies. Wow. Yeah, that's really amazing and really dedicated. But before we begin our interviews, we want to announce that Be The Star You Are Charity is having its ninth annual National Essay Contest where you can win $100. 
get a radio interview on the show, and win prizes like books and recognition. This year's competition has a theme of benevolence, kindness, and compassion. For more information, visit btsya.com. The contest runs through January of 2013 and is graciously sponsored by U.S. Bank. Well, that sounds exciting for any writers out there who want to be published. Make sure to check out btsya.com to find out more about the 9th Annual Be The Star You Are Essay Contest. In addition, a few of our Express Yourself on-air personalities have launched Club Be The Star You Are in several local high schools. If you're interested in joining a club or even starting your own, visit btsya.com slash club dot html. We want to spread club fever and have Club Be The Star You Are become a global movement for young people. I'm looking forward to starting a club BTSYA in my school here in the East Coast. Yeah, Caitlin, that sounds really exciting, especially since I know it's at my high school and a couple other local high schools, but it's really exciting that it's all the way over there now. But you are also reporting in your Gift of Giving segment about rescuing pets, as you mentioned earlier, during an emergency like a hurricane, tornado, earthquake, and more. So I'm really excited to hear about how to save our furry friends. Well, after personally just going through that really frightening experience of a hurricane just last month, I realized how important it is for not only people to stay safe during natural disasters, but pets as well. As an animal lover myself, Daisy, my four-year-old terrier mix, came to mind immediately when I heard about Hurricane Sandy. Luckily, the damage that occurred in my town is very minimal, but I couldn't help but think of all the other families that experience a natural disaster every single year. Many of those families own a pet. As a member of the ASPCA, or the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, I'll share some tips listed on their website, ASPCA.org. Also, by visiting the website and filling out a very, very simple online order form, you can receive a free emergency pet alert sticker for your house. The sticker reads, in case of a fire emergency, animals are inside. So basically on the sticker, you just simply fill out what type of pet you have and your contact information. I personally have the sticker on my front door and I feel so assured by it. This could determine the difference between a life or death for your pet. If a firefighter sees this on your door during an urgent event like a house fire, he or she will know that there's life beyond the flames. So I really highly recommend getting this effective tool, especially considering that it's free. Next, the ASPCA suggests that you have a safe haven arranged and ready in case of an emergency. Although there are so many pet-friendly disaster shelters, not all accept animals, and you know when you're in that event of emergency and a hurricane's taking place right outside your door, it can be very, very overwhelming. So I think just having it in order beforehand will be very, very helpful and beneficial to you. And also, when you're being evacuated from your home, it's important to care about you and your family, of course, but you can't forget about your animals. Another crucial step while preparing for a natural disaster is creating an animal emergency kit. So just have a carrier or a cage ready with pet necessities like dog food, chew toys, a bone, and more. It'll definitely come in handy. Also, always keep your animals' tags and certificates up to date. It it will greatly help you in case of an emergency, and keep them updated all year round, whether there's a disaster or not. The ASPCA prepares you for an emergency from any emergency, from house fires to earthquakes, they've got you covered. So please check out ASPCA.org. 
And also, while you're listening to me talk about, you know, saving animals and these natural disasters, I just really would love if you just kept in mind that animals don't have a voice. They can't speak up or arrange their own evacuation during a state of emergency. Many pets are left behind during floods, hurricanes, forest fires, and more. Of course, you and your family should be your first and main concern during an urgent situation. But keep your furry friends in mind, too. As long as you're not endangering yourself, bring them with you to safety. Well, I totally agree with everything you just said. It is so important to watch out for the pets that we have. Yes, exactly. And especially because I I do have a dog, as I mentioned, and Mm -hmm. I also have cats. So I think having several pets can be a bit overwhelming because then, you know, you're making several different cages and you're making several different plans. But it's definitely worth it because you don't want to leave them behind. And they're absolutely, you know, helpless and they're very innocent. So Mm -hmm. I think just leaving them to suffer isn't fair and isn't right for them. Yeah. So do you have any other tips or advice that work for all animals? Yes, well, I mean, as I mentioned, everything that I said today can be for, you know, all animals. Although I did kind of use dogs as an example, you know, birds, cats, hamsters, Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely anything can work. And if you go to the ASPCA uh, .org website, they have so many tips and so much info. So I think checking out their website would be very, very beneficial. And also, I guess another tip would be just to check with your neighbors and your friends if they have pets, uh, because I think a lot of people, you know, they're always very concerned about themselves, and sometimes, you know, the animals get forgotten, and they get left behind, and of course, as I said, uh, always be concerned about yourself and your family. They should come first, but I think, you know, as I mentioned, they don't have a voice, so it's important to keep them in mind as well. Yeah, and I actually don't have any pets, but I do love animals, so I'd love to be Um, I love to volunteer for an animal shelter, and how do I get involved with that? Well, I think just, you know, looking up where your local animal shelter is, it really varies depending on where you live. Like, for example, my town doesn't have an animal shelter, but my county does. Mm -hmm. And I think you can easily figure that out just using social media, Facebook, Twitter, and just the general, you know, Internet. Just by running a quick little Google search, I'm sure you can find a local organization that's always looking for volunteers. You know, I think that volunteers are needed all year round. So finding that opportunity won't be too difficult. Yeah, and besides volunteering at an animal shelter, are there any other opportunities that include working with animals? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Because I know animal shelters, they aren't for everyone, and it isn't always um, the most ideal volunteer opportunity. For some people, it just, you know, depends because everyone varies. But um, I've also heard of companion pets which is when friendly animals like dogs or cats are actually brought into nursing homes and hospitals and they visit with the patients and the residents living there. And I've actually seen this firsthand at uh, the Ronald McDonald House of Southern New Jersey, and it is so effective. The children are just absolutely thrilled to see, you know, a furry friend visiting them because in the hospital and at uh, most nursing homes, you don't have the chance to have a pet and you can't just have, you know, your cat or dog roaming around the halls. So... Having that uh, definitely cheers them up. So mm-hmm. I would look into that uh, if you're interested in a pet-friendly volunteer experience. Yeah. And one last question before we end. Um, since there was a disaster recently, what kinds of things are most necessary when running a collection for animals in need, especially during disasters? 
Okay, well, I think that running um, a collection in general, I know I've talked about it a little bit before on Express Yourself, Mm -hmm. Uh, they all generally kind of have the same rules. Just contact an organization that works with needy pets pets that actually interest you. So whether it be an animal shelter, you know, a companion pet, as you just talked about, um, just find a charity to collect for and then make flyers and publicize your drive just for the collection because letting your friends and family and neighbors and teachers aware, uh, they're always, you know, very supportive and they really want to help you. So I guess just spread the word and let people know that's going on. Well, thanks, Caitlin. That was really great advice especially about pets during disasters and pets not during disasters. But we do have to take a break right now. And But when we return, we'll be talking to Marina and Mark Barone about their project to spread awareness about dogs and animal shelters. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow, and you're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, links, gossip, and more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan. 
And I'm Caitlin Darrow, and we are your teen hosts for today. We'll be speaking with Marina Durvain and Mark Barone, two determined dog lovers who are working hard to spread awareness about animal shelters. You may have seen them promoted on National Geographic, Oprah, and other news channels. Marina Durvain and Mark Barone formed the nonprofit organization An Active Dog to protect homeless pets who are currently housed in animal shelters. Inhumane treatment and unnecessary killings that take place each year led them to start an active a dog. An active dog, a nonprofit 501c3, was created for the sole purpose of protecting the lives of our beloved companions by ensuring that all America's shelters adopt the proven and successful life-saving model, the no-kill equation. And Mark Barone, who is a Chicago native, has been an established and successful artist for over 30 years. He is painting all of the 5,500 dogs who, whose loyal spirits were needlessly killed. Even though Marina and Mark have chosen to paint dogs, their goal is that all animals in shelters, including cats and rabbits, will be saved. It will take Mark two years to paint the number of dogs killed in one day. Using art for social change, they plan to raise $20 million to be donated in its entirely to no-kill shelters, rescue groups, and towards other medical needs, spay and neuter costs, rehabilitation programs, and the very important proactive marketing campaigns. Mark, Mark has owned dogs for the last 20 years and can honestly say that the hardest times in his life were when the loss of his two companions, Rudy and Santina. Mark took both of these dogs in 20 years ago after finding them abandoned. He lost Santina two years ago. She was over 20 years old when she died. And Marina Dervain, an English native from an Irish family, has spent her entire career committed to finding compassionate solutions for to people problems and is now turning her attention to animals. She has loved and cared for many rescued animals over the past 30 years and is passionate about their well-being. Marina's intent to provoke enough media and community attention is so that, as a nation, we do not become silent about things that matter and instead come together in pursuit of a no-kill nation honors. Mark and Marina have accomplished so much social change already through art, so please welcome Mark and Marina to express yourself. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And so, to start our interview off, I guess, what was the impetus that granted, generated the idea for this memorial museum? Well, actually, uh, we were actually living in Santa Fe at the time, and we were simply getting ready to adopt a dog. We were thinking about it. I had gone online uh, to research the local uh, places to adopt, and to my, you know, dismay, I discovered uh, alarming statistics uh, regarding uh, kill shelters in America and uh, was just uh, just so saddened by the number that we're killing every day and so I came across these images and numbers and I kept sending them to Mark and he would say you know quit sending me these mm -hmm. these images and these numbers it's just awful and you know he felt sick I felt sick and then he'd come in and, I, you know, I was crying, you know, a couple of days because I was just so shocked by it. I didn't know it was going on. And so what that led to just over a, a, the course of a few days, actually, was uh, Mark actually got up the following morning after we had discussed it back and forth as a problem. And having felt 
pretty overwhelmed and powerless, uh, we realized that the animals were the only ones that are actually powerless. So he got up the next morning and said, you know what, give me the number of dogs that are killed every day in this country in shelters and I'm going to paint uh, just the number of dogs to make it, you know, an impactful exhibit. And that's, that's how it was born, just like that. Wow. Well, that's amazing that you guys decide to stand up for it. And I think that's so true. I feel that a lot of Americans don't realize that this is going on in our country and they aren't exposed to it. So it's really awesome that you guys are stepping up and you're doing this project to expose the truth. So I just have to know, uh, how long do you think it'll take to paint 5,500 shelter dogs? That's so much. <laughs> and how many have you painted so far? Uh I have about 3,000 done so far, and I probably have another eight or nine months to go uh, to finish the 5,500. It, it got to the it got to the point where uh, when we first started the project, we did kind of a test run to see if it was possible to to paint the 5,500 in two years, and you know, and that worked out okay. And so we decided to go forward with the with the project and painting the 5500. But yeah, it's a it's a huge undertaking. We've basically taken two years off from our life to to do the project. Yeah, it's such an important project too, since so little people know about this. But your memorial museum will be the first and only of its kind in the world. So what is its ultimate goal after you finish painting these 5,500 dogs? Well, the ultimate goal um, was different to what we originally started out with. We originally thought we could just exhibit it for a short period of time, uh, raise enough awareness, raise some money. But then once we actually got deeper into the animal welfare system, we saw that there was uh, a lot of politics um, and not, not so nice politics. And we discovered that uh, too much of the money, you know, the money from the large animal charities was not going down to the actual shelters uh, themselves. And um, so we realized that we had to do something on a more permanent to be able to provide, uh, you know, ongoing funds for these, for these groups. So that's why we set it up as a, a 501c3 nonprofit and with the aim to uh, exhibit it and, and create its own museum so it will be permanent people can come and see it from all you know all over the world and all of the money that's raised will go uh, to the, the no-kill groups shelters rescue groups and for all all the necessary things that are needed to uh, to make it work well, that is just so inspirational. So as you were talking about where to actually house this memorial, will it be in its own location or will it be, you know, attached to a different gallery? And where are you in that process? Are you still, you know, finalizing where this memorial will be or are you all finished with that? Uh, we're actually still in that process. We've, we have spoken to many cities and philanthropists across uh, America, you know, all different states. And we're just looking for that right partnership, you know, the right philanthropist, the right city, um, you know, somebody that really does care about why we're doing what we're doing. But also, you know, they also get the added benefit of all the economic multipliers that come from having such a huge tourist attraction in their town. So, um, so right now we're still looking for that right partnership. So if anyone's listening and if anyone really knows uh, philanthropists that really want to uh, support a project like this we would obviously love to hear from them and uh, if anyone has any ideas about cities that 
they also have connections with, we're, we're open to that too. So, yeah. Yeah, and I just had a sort of a random question, but how do you choose the dogs that you end up painting? Well, it, you know, we have a couple of different places. We have uh, friends on Facebook. We have rescue groups that send us uh, pictures of dogs that they really cared for and wanted to save, but obviously they weren't in a position to save them. So we get those images. We also go to a site called Dogs in Danger, which is like a last resort where they put up the upcoming uh, kill dates for the, for the dogs in hopes that someone will actually go and uh, adopt them. And so they then, the ones that do not get saved, go into the memorial. So we then, uh, you know, uh, download those pictures and then I print them up and I write the name and their kill date on them and then I give them to Mark and then he takes it through his process of sketching and interpreting. Well, it's just amazing that you're using, you know, art for such a good cause. and. I see that you've already been uh, interviewed by Oprah's Magazine and the National Ge Geographic, which is just amazing, amazing accomplishments in itself. And oh, I just get so excited hearing that because, you know, now with the media, um, more people will be able to find out about it. So I was just wondering if you, you know, were letting the media know about this on purpose just so then you can help spread the project, you know, far and wide. And so are you deliberately trying to, you know, let the media know so then... You know, citizens uh, who aren't always dog lovers and who aren't always, you know, looking up specifically projects like this will know about it as well. Yeah, that was the idea. You know, uh, I know for sure uh, Mark can tell you about what he was, what he had in his mind when he was thinking about uh, this as a, a memorial. But the intent was to do something so uh, newsworthy that you couldn't ignore the problem. You know, and it, and it, we wanted it to reach, uh, you know, widely across the U.S. Um, you know, people like us that were ignorant, we didn't know what was going on, and so we wanted to educate, inform, and we knew that uh, doing something as huge um, as this, um, that it would get that kind of attention, and therefore we could keep the attention on the subject, on the problem, and on the no-kill uh, equation as the, as the solution and. And Mark can speak to the the memorial where he got that idea. Yeah, the, the, the memorial the idea really oh, came from... Unfortunately, we're out of time. Oh. I'm sorry, but That's okay. the good thing is that next segment you're coming back and we're so interested to hear all about the other things you wanted to say. But visit www.anactofdog.org, an act of dog. Org, and we want our listeners to know that they can see lots of photos of Mark and Marina's at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow, and we are a teen host for today on Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit our creative community at btsya.com in this radio program at expressyourselfteenradio.com. We'll be back in a bit. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. 
Your hosts have been there and done that and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juwan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Express Yourself. So, Marina Gervain and Mark Barone are back, and they formed the nonprofit organization, An Active Dog, to protect homeless pets who are currently housed in animal shelters. Inhumane treatment and unnecessary killings that take place each year led them to start an active dog. Mark has been a successful artist for over 30 years. He's received so many grants for artistic excellence and has been accepted in over 100 national or regional shows, claiming many of the top honors. His work has appeared in Art Calendar Magazine, Art in America, Sculpture Pursuit Magazine, and Preservation Magazine. Mark has also had many solo exhibits throughout the country with much of his work hanging in private and corporate collections throughout the world. He has been a consultant for cities across America, helping them use the arts to you know, help neighborhoods and you know, just create good through art. So, in Marina, she's an English native. She's been working together with Mark for social change and to save abandoned pets through this new campaign that they started. So please welcome Marina and Mark back. So, Mark, can you please continue what you were starting to tell us uh, in the last segment? Yeah, I was uh, talking about really the idea and the impetus that, uh, that really drove <clears throat> the, the project and really how it was going to look and really the kind of impact that we wanted from it. And, and there was many times I went to the Vietnam War Memorial, not that we're trying to equate this with the War Memorial, but the impact that the War Memorial had on me, the, the size of, of the memorial itself and the size of the names and how many names were on there was just really overwhelming and we wanted the same sort of impact uh, with, with our exhibition and with our memorial and we line these paintings up they'll be 10 feet high and over two football fields long so 
to be in a room surrounded by 5,500 paintings of dogs that were needlessly killed. We wanted people to have that kind of visceral experience and when they came into the memorial and to the museum. So that was really kind of one of the reasons that, uh, one of the main reasons that we decided to go down the road with uh, the memorial and museum and really the size of the exhibition itself and that thought process to get there. And how long does it take for you, Mark, to paint one painting of a dog? Well, I've got 3,000 done now, so I mean, I'm getting I'm getting better with them as I go. Uh, when I first started, it would probably take me about an hour to get one painted. Now I'm probably about 20 minutes to 30 wow. minutes to, to, to do it. I work 50 at a time, so I'm not just taking one painting and putting it on an easel. I've actually built easels along the wall, so I can line up 50 paintings at a time and work on them you know, simultaneously. So it'll take me about three days to get 50 of them done. Oh, wow. Well, that's really great that you're so speedy at it and can get it done <laughs> so quickly. I know for me it would take me, like, a decade to get, like, yeah. two done. <laughs> so in addition to donating to your cause, what other ways can our listeners get involved to help you guys? Uh, people can certainly spread it, you know, through the social media sites and let everybody know uh, what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, they can, that, that's one of the ways. Uh, if people have uh, connections, you know, in other forms of media, whether it's TV, writer, you know, journalism, any other way that can help spread this, that, that obviously is, is one fabulous way that people can help uh, besides obviously donating to the fund uh, to help the animals. Yeah, and when you visit the shelters, do you paint them there, or do you take photographs to your um, studio or house? Uh, the, the pictures are actually taken from uh, numerous sites, uh, like the main one that we talked about was Dogs in Danger, but there's also people that email us pictures of animals that they were really befriending in these shelters only to one day go back and the, the dog wasn't there anymore and so uh, they became attached to the dog and they would ask us if we would paint it and we certainly would and we put them as part of the memorial so there's many different ways that we're getting the images and you know I, I certainly can't go by um, you know the, the dogs that are deceased so we, we go the pictures that we have of them are when they're alive and uh, usually probably within the last week of their lives that the pictures are taken. Yeah, okay. I, and I think that's important for people to understand as well because it, it's, a, it's a stirring memorial. You know, when you're looking at the images, they're, not, they're images of dogs alive. So they're very beautiful. It's beautiful and haunting all at the same time. So are all the uh, dogs that you paint, are they all uh, deceased or do you paint some that are still alive? No, all, all of them are deceased. Uh, all of them never made it out of the shelter. They never oh. found a home, and so uh, that's why they're they're part of the part of the memorial. So uh, sad to say that that's how you get into the memorial. Yeah, and um, is this a permanent um, exhibit? Yes, it will be. It will be a permanent exhibit um, in one one city across America. We haven't decided on where it will be. We're still talking to cities and philanthropists to help us actually pull it off, you know, to actually get it going. Because, I mean, we've given up. I mean, we live a very frugal existence. Um, you know, we've cashed in all of our savings just to keep going and to keep alive. And so we, 
we our lives are six a.m. till late at night, mm. just working on the project seven days a week. We don't we don't take breaks. We get take a short break to go to the dog park. <laughs> oh yes. So, uh, in order to find out, you know, what city you guys decide on, uh, can you just tell us your website again, and just so then we know that we can check on your website and see when you announce what city and where the exhibit will be. Yes, the website is www.anactofdog.org. And it seems that there has been a lot of emotional support, but has there been any financial support from any major corporations, dog food companies, etc.? Uh, no, uh, it's quite shocking actually, the, the lack of support, you know, resistance, and a lot of it has to do with the politics that's going on in this country. Um, so, you know, we, uh, when we started, you know, we were, well, wow, you know, everyone's going to get involved, everyone's going to be supportive, but it actually didn't show up that way. Uh, so we've had to work extremely hard and, uh, you know, sometimes when it's really hard for us, and it, it, sometimes it is, to keep going because it's exhausting and uh, you come up against many obstacles and, and because it's just, we're just two people doing this ourselves. But, you know, we just remember that the uh, animals go into the shelter, but they come out in body bags. And we, yes, keep, and we keep that at the forefront of our, of our minds to keep us going. Yes, and that's just so, you know, shocking and I'm absolutely outraged that companies can earn money from pets and animals and then not come forward, you know, when the animals need a, need a voice because they are basically voiceless and, you know, they can't stand up for themselves. So is there anything else that can be done in that aspect, whether it's, you know, writing letters to the companies, writing letters to the shelters? Is there anything of that sort that can be done? Uh, getting corporate sponsorship for sure. I mean, you know, that's something that, you know, we certainly... Uh, you know, once we start the capital campaign and really, you know, once we find the, the location and then we start raising the funds uh, through the museum, uh, we're, that's obviously one of our big hopes is to get corporate sponsorship, to get philanthropists to come out and, and really support this because, you know, we do not benefit from this. Just it, it's, it's the animals that benefit and lives are saved. So. You know, I think any of your listeners, you know, if they check out our project and they really like what we're doing, they're certainly welcome to, to write some of these organizations mm -hmm. and tell them about what we're doing also. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the day that this, this exhibition is up because I haven't seen it up either. And I've always looked at these paintings, the 5500, mm -hmm. as, as one painting because uh, it's really one message through the 5500 and I have to put these on shelves because I'm painting them so quickly that I have to get them in the drying area and then from the drying area on the shelves and so I've never seen them all up myself so I mean I think that uh, I have a pretty good visual idea of what it's going to look like and I, I'm looking forward to that and I think that uh, if there was companies out there that saw the project and saw what we were doing they would certainly uh, feel differently about uh, responding and getting involved with our project. And certainly people can, you know, listeners, if anybody wants to volunteer, you know, with, with uh, and helping us do that, we obviously would love that and appreciate it very much um, because, like I say, we're, we're two peeps here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're out of time again, but thank you so much for coming on our show and enlightening all of us about dogs and how to help dogs. 
Well, thank you very much for having us on. We really appreciate your support and everyone that's listening. And uh, we hope that it touches you and moves you all to action. Yeah, and for more information about Mark and Marina's work, visit www.inactivedog.org. I'm Young Juwan, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Caitlin Darrow, but we've got to run. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com, where you'll be able to read more about an active dog and see the paintings that Mark and Marina have actually done. So don't go away. We'll be right back with our reporter, Izzy Fashaw. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice we listen to. I'm Young Juwan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. And we're going to be speaking with Izzy, our Artist a Week reporter, as she tells us about an artist this week named Rosa. Rosa was, a very, was very talented when it came to painting animals, but I don't want to spoil the fun, as Izzy will tell you all about it. Yes, Hi. let's hear it, Izzy. Hi everyone, um, welcome to An Artist a Week Makes You Think. And as Youngju said before, we will be discussing artist Rosa Bonheur. So, I want to start off with the five W's. Who, what, where, when, and why. So who is Rosa Bonheur? 
um, born as Marie Rosaline Bonnier. What? She was a French realist, meaning she painted real-life pictures, such as landscapes or people, but in her case, it was animals. Where? Rosa was born and raised in France. And when? She was born March 16th, May 1822 and died May 25th, 1899. And lastly, why? She was most famous for her art, of course, but also she was known for her way of dressing. And this is because, unlike traditional women in the 19th century, she tended to dress in men's clothing as opposed to long dresses that consisted of about, like, 50 layers. So... Having grown up with two older brothers, Rosa was more tomboy side, as I said before. She didn't like dresses, and when she went to school, she tended to act up in classes, causing her to get expelled from many schools. Her father, Oscar Raymond Bonheur, an artist himself, didn't mind his daughter being a tomboy. He was even a follower of Saint Simonianism, a Christian socialist sector that promoted the education of women alongside men. Sadly, her mother could give no input on her daughter's way of dressing because her mother passed away when she was 11 years old. Rosa Bonheur had a lot of difficulties as a child, and one was that she had a lot of trouble learning to read. Before her mother passed away, she taught Rosa to associate each letter of the alphabet with a different animal. For example, A for anteater, or B for butterfly. And because of this, Rosa began to love animals and found a keen interest in drawing them. She has grown up as a difficult child, as I said before, but one thing she did that would end up influencing her life forever was becoming an apprentice to a seamstress. Now you might think, wait, isn't she an artist? Well, what happened was, was that the seamstress she was apprenticed to became tired of her unruly pupil and decided to stop teaching her. And with no other options, her father took on the task of teaching her to paint. She soon fell in love with painting and would go to any lengths to enhance her skill. And I'm not joking about that. It is said that Rosa would take autonomy classes and study the individual bones and muscles of different animals. To be honest, I love art, but I don't think I would have the stomach to do that. Rosa ended up becoming a well-known artist and well-loved well for her accurate descriptions of wild animals. <laughs> well, thank you for all your information. And for those of us who don't know her as well, what are some of her most famous paintings? Well, one of her most famous and well-known paintings is the Horse Fair. Um, but another one that's also well-known is Plowing in the Never Ice. Never Ice. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that since I don't know um, any French. <laughs> that's my best pronunciation. So I'm just wondering, of course, I know that the horse fair has horses in it, but what else did it depict in the painting? Um, it was a very motion-packed picture. What I mean is that it, like, displays a like a bunch of mo figures of motion like running and jumping of the horses and that was in a lot of her paintings she showed all of the animals doing some type of motion not just sitting or posing and why do you think that she was a tomboy um i think that she was a tomboy because she grew up with two brothers and her father and her mother wasn't really around most of the time in her life 
So she um, more became accustomed to like men's clothing, and she liked that better. Yes, and I know that me and Young Ju are total feminists, so mm-hmm. you know I totally support her wearing you know men's clothes, whatever makes her happy. If that's more comfortable, you know that works for her. But uh, do you think her mother would have approved of the clothing choice? Um, I think her mother would have, because based on what I've read, um, her mother was very doting and loving as her daughter. And she wanted to help her in any way. And um, it was kind of, that was also expressed in the way she taught Rosa to read uh, with the animals. Yeah, and how actually did her mother die? Um, I don't know. It wasn't specified in the articles that I found, but um, I will do some harder research. Mm. To- <laughs> oh, well, was she familiar with um, other artists or famous people at the time? Well, she was actually well-known by a man named Francis Galton. He was a cousin of Charles Darwin, who and um, Francis Galton wrote an essay about Rosa's family and um, her family being all artists, even her two brothers and her father. He called them hereditary genius. Wow. Yeah, I remember learning all about Darwin in biology class. But um, you said before that she was very interested in the anatomy of animals, and what exactly did you mean by that? Well, Rosa was very interested in, like, the structure of the muscles and bones of different animals, and she kind of wanted to know how to paint them. Mm -hmm. So what she did was she used to go to a veterinary school and different lectures where um, men and even her performed the dissection of the animals. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian and you know, so I'm just I'm not a big fan of meat in general. And this year I'm taking biology. So I know we have to like dissect a frog and all this really uh gross stuff. So just thinking about yeah. it, I'm like getting chills. So at yeah. least it helped her with her painting though, but I don't think I would be able to stomach that either, is he? <laughs> yeah. So why do you think that she was so important? Um, I think she's important, um, not just because of her art, which was beautiful, but because she was so different from other women in the 19th century. She took risks with her clothing, and she didn't really care what others thought of her. It was mm. said towards the end of her life that she went to go live with another woman, and oh. I think it was oh. her childhood friend. Oh, but yeah, she just didn't really care what others did. Yeah, yeah, like I love how she just, you know, is herself and especially mm-hmm. back then, I know a lot of women were afraid to express express themselves and that's what we are, you know, express yourself. So I think it's exactly. important that she was open to be herself and I think that she is an inspiration. Yeah, and I just wanted to mention earlier, like, I remember learning in my European history class all about Da Vinci <laughs> and how he went to the cemetery to like dig up people and like look at their bones. So, you know, Ooh. maybe Great minds think alike in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. And how did you get to know her? Um, well, I heard the show today was going to be about animals, and so I decided, hey, I think I know a really good um, woman who paints animals, so I found Rosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you did decide to you know, bring her to our attention, just because I actually have never heard of her before. So, you know, after today, I'm sure all of our listeners and even me and uh, Young Ju got to find out a lot about her, which was, you know, very beneficial. And I'm glad that, you know, I discovered her because I really do think she's amazing. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was great. 
she was she should be a role model to a lot of people since she was just so forward thinking. And do you know any museums where her work is? Um, I don't know any museums, but um, I believe there'd be probably some in France where she <laughs> lived. Yeah, that probably have it. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I know, I feel like a lot of the um, European countries have like amazing art and have like original, you know, paintings from like so long ago. So it's mm-hmm. definitely like my goal to go to Europe and maybe I'll even see her paintings. Yeah. Yeah. They have so much art there. They're great with art. Yeah. <laughs> Most mm-hmm. all of the old time like people who inspired art are from Europe. Yeah, yes, definitely. I agree with that. And even like Shakespeare, you know, they mm-hmm. definitely contributed a lot to this world. So thanks, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, we are out of time now. But thank you so much for all your information. And I learned a lot of new things today. You're welcome. Yes. Again, just thank you so much for joining us here on The Voice America Kids. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing the show. And thanks to our guests from across the world. And also thank you to our listeners for making us the top-rated program. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on The Voice America Kids Network. Don't forget to check out btsya.com to find out more about the ninth annual Be The Star You Are essay contest. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juan. Thank you always for tuning in every week. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions, so email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. And that's btsyateenradio.gmail at gmail.com. And check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And we also have a creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, and even sign up for our free newsletter. newsletter. We would appreciate any donations to keep Be The Star You Are alive. And thanks again for joining us. Thanks to our great guests, Marina and Mark. And until next time... Remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you will let yourself.